Hey, this is Lexi. In this episode, we talk about some subject matter that some folks out there might find triggering. And so, dear dork listeners, discretion is advised. It was one of the, like, the big Pixar, like, movies, and somebody accidentally deleted the entire thing. And it was only because one person had been working partly at home and happened to have a full copy on their home computer. And that was the only reason. And they spilled an orange crush on it? I don't know how they deleted it, but it was like something like somebody knocked over a coffee and accidentally deleted fucking everything. That seems so weird that there'd only be one local copy for some guy at his house. Producer Jess here with a pedantic rant. Fastest pedantic rant yet. Pedantic. 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 Great question. Why would somebody have a complete file backup on their computer? It was because the supervising technical director, Galen Suzman, had given birth around six months prior and had been working from home and had a home system that was set up to copy the Toy Story 2 database. So even though a quote-unquote unnamed employee accidentally deleted Toy Story 2's root folder, which is what caused basically the whole thing to disappear, they were able to be saved because there was somebody who had been working from home on mat leave. So very cool. Shout out to moms, I guess is why I felt that I needed to be pedantic here. Pedantic rant over. I just posted like, who's coming to Comic Expo? And I love that like most of the answers were like, what? What's Comic Expo? And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't know about it. But I suppose if you're not from here, you wouldn't necessarily know what Comic Expo is. But I would assume that you would think that it was like some type of comic convention. Yeah, Calgary Expo, uh, as it used to be known, the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo uh, was purchased couple years ago by a big international uh, promotional company out of Europe uh, and changed to being called just comic, uh, not comic expo, but just Calgary expo, Calgary expo, Uh, de-emphasized comics, re-emphasized pop culture, which moved all the comic book people into a separate building so that they wouldn't offend any of the media guests. (laughs) Well, I'm going to trudge over to see those gremlins in the comic in the dark corners of the stampede grounds i'm gonna go see the comic people by the time anyone listens to this you will have done so already many months ago i will have done so (gasps) oh it's like my future self you're talking to yourself in the future i love it yeah i have hello future lexi comic artist mixed feelings about the show at this point actually they're mostly i I think it's mostly not my bag at this point but that's okay people grow Mm. change that doesn't mean it can't be somebody else's fun thing yeah, there's lots of... The only thing that I would say is I wish that there was dogs at Comic Expo. I want to see your dogs dressed up under control. Nothing wild. But, like, there should be dogs everywhere, right? Yeah. I honestly... I could do I could do a comic book show without dogs uh, mm. dressed up. Oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, we could just do a comic dog expo instead of different, a different thing. I would go to that. Oh, I would so go to that. I'm old-fashioned. I want a comic show to be about comics, personally. I just want to bring my dog with me everywhere. <laughs> well, that's a different story. Yeah, you should be able to have like a little backpack with your dog in it. Dress him up like BB-8. He's itty-bitty. I could fit him in my bag. No one would know. He's a delight. Bag he dogs He looks only. like an Ewok. Yeah, bag dogs. I mean, that place gets so crowded already. Uh, yeah. The Stampede Grounds, the, I don't know, the BMO Center or whatever they call that area with the convention portion. That uh, having dogs mixed into there, like somebody's going to get bitten. Somebody's going to get peed on. There's going to be yeah. dog poop everywhere. I just feel like dogs are better than all of us. I'm sorry to be practical and not fun. I should have yes-handed you. Not only should dogs be there, they should actually be the ones that are running things. <laughs> they do fantastic. You got any good anecdotes this week, Lexi? I did have one. I was thinking about it all week and now I've completely lost it. Oh, um, can I just say, I want to do a little bit of fangirling over Julie Van Rosendahl for a minute. She's the best. Uh, for those who don't know, Julie Van Rosendahl is a, uh, I guess, cook, a sort of- Local uh, hero. She is a food advocate in our fair city. Plus, she fights with people online. Yeah, she's a food writer and foodie and, I don't know, Instagrammer. Um, And she fights with people. I love it. Book author. She's super, like, vocal about, like, 
She's not happy with our government. She's very pro-small business, pro-community, like but like anti-dumb that think that they're being oppressed because somebody doesn't want you to cough in their face. So she's been very vocal about like, if you want small businesses to be open, mm-hmm. then we need to be safe and care for each other. It's this like, you can't have one without the other. If you want to be pro-community, you have to be pro-people in the community. And I just think that like, we need more Julies in the world. People that use their celebrity status, even if it is, you know, small town. Local celebrity. To like, you know, just be good and kind to each other. More of that, I say. I'm with you. That's not an anecdote. That's just a rant, I guess. Well, while we're on it, we can we can take that off-ramp onto a little conversation about small businesses in general and sort of in our cities in, in particular, the sort of fetishization of small mm-hmm. business as this glorious upholding of like some bygone era or Mm. virtue or value and i love small businesses i think they're great but uh i'm pro worker and not worker exploitation so as soon as you get a small business that is forcing people to come in when it's not safe to do so or not paying them a living wage then i don't give a fuck about your small business anymore i don't care how quaint it is yep and uh, i'm not gonna you know, jump onto your cult of whatever that you think you're building in this city. There's a lot of small businesses in the city that like really like ride around like the the name mm-hmm. or the founder as if there's some sort of fucking visionary. And like, you didn't come down from the fucking mountain with like stone tablets and the law. You fucking decided to make a burger place. <laughs> like you aren't the first, you're not going to be the last and you'll probably be gone in 10 years. Like I don't want every second post to be of your face and I don't fucking care about you. Pay your workers a living wage, treat them well. Stop trying to expand as if you're McDonald's and just fucking chill the fuck out. And also let dogs come into your restaurant. And let dogs come, come in. God damn it. Let the dogs everywhere. Who let the dogs out? We did. Well, we want the dogs to come in. Come on in, guys. Who let the dogs in? in Us. And in, 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 see, it doesn't work. No, you can't it whoop. doesn't. Um, Who let the dogs in? <laughs> well, it, it, it sounds like a dog bark. Yeah, it's like a reverse bark. We sound like Cujo. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, there's there. I also feel like sometimes when I worked at a a grocery store, we would talk about like people, um, like some of my coworkers. You know, they're very well-meaning but naive twenty-year-olds who had never left their parents' place, had always been kind of like supported by their middle-class mm-hmm. family would shit all over people that had to shop at walmart and would talk about like i only buy my clothes secondhand at these like yeah and one time i was talking to this person in our break room and i said you know sometimes people shop at walmart because they have to shop at walmart not because they're like ooh, yeah that's the like that's my idea of a big fancy store like people know what's up they're not idiots but yeah do you understand the privilege involved with like going to whole foods and not mcdonald's there's a cost and preparedness and they just don't get it they were like well go to secondhand stores and i was like some secondhand stores for sure but there's some secondhand stores that may as well be fancy pants first off the rack like it's still cheaper to go to walmart sometimes and buy like a pair of pants for 15 20 bucks than and it's the whole fast fashion thing too that like yeah and right fuck you for suggesting that being poor means that you can't have something new from walmart You have to go wear other, you know, old clothes or tattered clothes or something like. You don't deserve anything new. This is no. This is this is uh, uh, exactly a type of argument that is constantly being, uh, you know, mm-hmm. thrown at millennials as a generation. Um, you know, stop eating avocado toast. Don't get a latte. Suddenly, you'll be able to own a home that has increased like four hundred percent versus your stagnant wage. And uh, you know, it's just that's not how it works. And you have to be an idiot to think it is. Well, and lately I've been seeing people post these like mean things about oat milk. And as a person who, as they get older, cannot eat more and more food and drink, like I can't have dairy anymore. If I have ice cream, like I got to plan ahead. And so I can't have. (laughs) Oh my God, we brought you, we brought you out for ice cream last time you were here. No, but that's all I can. The weird thing is some yogurts, some cheeses and some ice creams. Totally fine. No issues. Yeah. So made by Marcus, a dream. I've had like a milk allergy my entire life. So I have not been able right. to handle most lactose. Yogurt is usually yeah. okay. Um, yeah. I'm not lactose intolerant though. It's an actual allergy, which is fucked up. So, or intolerance, I'm not sure. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know what it is. Like, 
like if it's milk specifically, so I can't drink milk anymore. So I can't have lattes. And I used to have my one special latte a week is my the thing that I would look forward to. Mm-hmm. And now I have to drink soy or almond or oat milk because that's all my stomach can handle. And to hell with those people out there that are trying to make me feel bad because I can't process dairy. If I want to have oat milk, what the hell does it matter to other people? Like, just why are people so mean? Just let people enjoy things. We're back to the pumpkin spice argument. We've had the (laughs) pumpkin spice started. It existed. People liked it. Then the backlash came, which was, oh, it's everything. Don't, don't pumpkin spice everything. It's no fun. And now we're back to the, the other side of that backlash, which is the re-backlash, which is like, just let people fucking enjoy things. Just be happy. You know what? So what if they're a basic ass bitch? You know? So what? Let them have their pumpkin spice and be who they are. Yeah. I don't know. Some people are shitting on oat milk and almond milk, I guess, because they say it's like bad for the earth, but it's still like way less uh, processing intense and carbon footprint than, than regular milk. It's not even close. So I don't, you know, we're trying to find good options here, folks. They're not all going to be perfect, but uh, we got, we got to try to do something. Things not working out or not being perfect or not being great is not an excuse to not try. Mm-hmm. And that's my thought of the week. Let's go to the theme song. Welcome to Dork Matters, the show by dorks, for dorks, about everything that matters to dorks. Uh, I am your dad, dork, Ben Rankle, and my co-dork in dork crime this evening. Lexi Hunt, your Muppet dork. I'm so excited for this. You can't see this, but Lexi's mouth actually hinges at her ears and just flaps about. Just like the South Park Canadians. It was true. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, or the Muppets. Muppets that ah. came before them. I'm very excited. Did you get to make puppets in school when you were younger? Yes, and I loved it. There's like a drama portion yep. of drama class in like grade eight or something where you yes. had to make a puppet. Wish I still had that puppet. I... It was weird. Oh, yeah. I stole some of my little brother's clothes and used them for my puppet. I used to make puppets. I like, I've like. i taught a couple toy making classes and we would always make puppets and people would be like, this is so dumb. And by the end of it, they would be like practicing like, oh, I'm going to make a noise. Like people get into puppets. It's It's a thing. They're super fun. They're fun. They're such a good outlet. Uh, and we're actually here to talk about puppets tonight. Specifically Muppets. Jim Henson's Muppets. Can I tell you a little bit of a... I, you'll probably remember this, but um, a beloved friend of this of the show, Smashley, Ashley, who's moving to the farm. That's not a euphemism. She's not being put down. Yeah, she's it sounds like she's dead. <laughs> Ashley, Ashley's fine. We're sending her to the farm. Where she's did okay. Ash we go, Dad? Oh, she moved to a farm. Oh, yeah. She's got lots of space to run around now and uh, sunshine and she can chase gophers. With all the other Ashleys. <laughs> Just a big field of Ashleys running around. <laughs> but we would go out and she would be like, are you ready for it? And she'd do this Muppet dance. And I, I'm going to see if she'll record it and we can put it in the show notes. But she would throw her head back and her arms straight out and she would just dance like this. And the dance floor would clear because there was this like super cute girl dancing like a flailing muppet and it was everything i loved it i don't know if i'm making up the memory or not but i feel like i must have seen that at some point she did it a lot <laughs> that sounds like it was awesome. friend of the show ashley uh that's yes. it we don't use last names don't stalk no. her leave her alone yeah not that our listeners would do that you all are lovely no you guys are great anyway i love puppets yep yeah, we're talking Muppets. Muppets, Muppets. Um, yeah, no, we've got good degree of, uh, of, of, of Muppets, too. Um, specifically, Puppets in the City. We've got oh, the old I trout group. Um, really renowned for their work, their plays. And uh, right now, we've got Fraggle Rock filming in Calgary again, which is pretty cool considering the OG Fraggle Rock was also a co-production between Canada and the U.S. But uh, yeah, it's really cool seeing that in Calgary um, getting done. Actually... I just realized that a uh, 
a pretty good friend of mine, uh, Neil, his brother Ellis is actually puppeteering on the show. Ooh, that's so cool. <gasps> that is really cool. I wish I'd found out sooner so I could have dropped a line and started to be like, hey, maybe, uh, maybe they could come chat with us. If they can still come uh, chat with us, I would love to talk to you. If I recall correctly, they're from uh, Loose Moose Theater as well. Mm-hmm. That pedigree, I think they used to yep. work with uh, Andrew. Okay. Um, so it'd be actually a really cool person to chat with. Well, and um, I've we've got Elaine, who is a member of the camp, so the educational arm of the Old Trouts. That um, she's incredible. She works with a lot of high school students and trying to get young people into puppeteering and mime. And the thing I'm going to ask Elaine if she'll come on the show one day too to talk because. I love talking to Elaine because she will talk about mime as like a, a way that we live our lives. And I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. How how do we live our lives through mime? She's just a brilliant person. Puppeteers are so fascinating. Yeah, uh, it's such a weird and interesting thing that apparently a fair number of people do for a living. So mm-hmm. it's wild. It's cool. Well, I want to know if there's like closet mimes and puppeteers out there like do we know all these amazing puppeteers? Actually, I was at a school recently and I was doing a little bit of a tour and I walked into this teacher's room and there was like these incredible Muppet looking puppets all over the walls. And I was like, did you make these? And he was like, oh yeah, it's my hobby. But they looked like professional. And he was like, yeah, it's just something I picked up and started doing. And I was like, God, you're so cool. That sounds great. Like, Man, people yeah. are awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, a little background. The Muppets started out as uh, a show, I think, called Sam and Friends that Jim Henson started doing as a puppeteer with some other people um, that evolved into, you know, these these puppets that we know now as the Muppets being owned by the uh, Jim Henson uh, company. In 2004, though, the Muppets, like specifically the Muppets, anything known as a Muppet was sold to uh, Walt Disney and they run uh, the Muppets now through something called the Muppet Studio. Uh I bring this up because actually, like, I just realized that the Fraggles are not included in Muppets. They're not considered Muppets. So the Fraggles are still owned by the Jim Henson Company, which is why their new show is on Apple and not on Disney+. Plus. Oh, so are they still considered, are they Fraggles and not Muppets? Yeah, they must be. They must be officially not Muppets because everything that was on Sesame Street was a Muppet from what I understand. That's fascinating. And the Muppet Company, Muppets and Friends. So yeah, it is a little weird, a little interesting. So I think we might be... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes up. But basically tonight, well, uh, I got to stop saying tonight. Like somebody could listen to this at any hour and they're going to be like, what the fuck does he keep saying tonight? That's when we record. But anyhow, this time we're going to talk about uh, some of the weirder, the weirder Muppets or Fraggles or whatever puppets. We're going to call them all Muppets for tonight. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the weirder shit they do, the, the crimes they've committed. It's actually yeah, worth talking about that. They just brought Law and Order back. The OG yes, Law and Order. Yes, I noticed Season that. Is back. Uh, it's weird though. That. It's it feels small budget. It feels like it's greatly reduced in budget. Um, Good. The courtrooms are smaller. Love the it. number of like reporters outside of the courtroom when they come out after a trial is much smaller. It's weird. I'm okay with that. That's great. They used to have hordes and crowds, and now it's like five guys standing outside when they come out. And I'm just like, oh, this is this feels weird. And they've got this new character, this like white cop who keeps being like the point of view character for like shitty white America and saying dumb shit all the time. And I'm like, I don't know that we need this. Did we need this surrogate character at this point? <laughs> is this how you plan to bring white viewers back into the show? Like maybe it is okay to be racist. Yeah. Yeah. They've done some weird defense of cops and anti-black commentary and stuff. It's been weird. Oh, I don't know if I want to watch it then. That's- no, it's like it, it gets questioned, but it's not in a very like, um, clever or insightful way. It feels like they're bringing up a point, but don't actually know how to make it or how to uh, approach it carefully or in a considered manner and like very clumsy. Mm. And you're like, oh, in old law and order, somebody, it might've also been hokey occasionally, but like they didn't generally fuck up this bad on, on reading sort of the the concept that they're going for. It's hard to explain, but oh. yeah, watch it because okay. it's law and order still. Well, that's what I love about law and order is it's just kind of an institution and there's so many actors that have been on law and order who you would not expect to have been on law and order. I feel like at this point I expect everyone has been on law and order. Kind of like almost everybody. I was thinking the other day, like who's the person I would least expect to be on law and order. And I was like, Adam driver been on law and order. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They got all the the former girls yeah. actors on there. I think at some point. Yeah. All right. In the Muppet justice system, the Muppets are represented by two separate yet equally important groups: the podcasters who investigate the crimes and the other podcasters who prosecute the Muppet offenders. These are their stories. Dun dun. All right, we got we got Muppet crimes, and we're going to deal with them. That's what we're here to do uh, this time on Dork Matters. Does that seem like a super dorky thing to do? Yes, that is the name of the show. You betcha. And I'm excited. All right, let's take down some Muppets. Let's 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 try them for their crimes. Let's roll. Um, I think let's let's bring a case. Who do you got first? Who's on the docket? We can both be judge and lawyer. Okay, I'm starting out with the big guns. Big guns, let's go. I'm accusing Miss Finch of being a heinous bitch. All right, well, hold up. We need to clarify this and see if we've got a case here. First, who's Miss Finch? I actually don't know Miss Finch. You don't know Miss Finch? Okay, did you ever uh, watch the Sesame Street movie, Follow That Bird? No, I don't think I did. What year is this from? (gasps) Okay, I'm just going to look it up real quick. Here's a little Google for you. <laughs> I've got a picture okay. of them now, and uh, they are like an so acid a- trip version of Big Bird. Yes. So follow that bird, 1985, the best year ever. Oh, wow. So the story is Miss Finch comes to Sesame Street to investigate Big Bird. So she's a social worker. And she decides that, right? And she removes him from Sesame Street and places him with a bird foster family because she believes that he needs to be with his own kind and removes Big Bird from all of his friends and family on Sesame Street. And they, he gets placed with this horribly boring ass family. And then he runs away while Miss Finch is chasing him and everybody from Sesame Street tries to find him. And then he gets picked up by the circus and they paint him blue and they make him sing and it's really creepy. And then they're chasing him and people from all over, Ernie and Bert are in an airplane for some friggin' reason. It's amazing. It's the greatest movie ever. But I am charging Miss Finch for being a shitty social worker and kind of being a little bit racist against all the other Muppets. Huh. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well... I'm going to check my big book of law here. Okay. Uh, you can hear me thumbing through it right now. I can't seem to find anything in here uh, that criminalizes being a shitty social worker. Negligence. Um, Racism. Negligence. Criminal negligence. Let's go for criminal negligence. Criminal neg. She, because of her actions, Ben, a, a, a child man bird. I don't know what you call big bird. Canonically, big bird is supposed to be a toddler. Okay, so he's a creepy big toddler. I think. He runs away from his foster family, which was terrible, and then he gets kidnapped. Never would have happened if it wasn't for Miss Finch. If she had just backed her bird ass out of Sesame Street, no problems. Okay, so big bird is uh, psychologically written to represent a six-year-old pretty consistently throughout the show. Um, was originally played by Carol Spinney, who, if you know uh, much about the Muppets, is also the voice of Oscar the Grouch and a few others. Those puppeteers did, all did a lot of work. They're amazing, yeah. Oh, man. So there's so much to talk about here. Like, we we got to touch on sort of, I mean, there's an inherent racism uh, in, in foster care mm-hmm. uh, systems in, in North America, Canada specifically. They target families that don't have... Uh, financial stability or uh, are generally the groups that are overrepresented in basically any sort of realm of like criminal justice. Um, and that is an act of racism. So yeah, let's, let's, let's charge her. Let's bring her up on yeah. hate crimes and negligence. <laughs> See you in hell, Miss Finch. All right. So <laughs> are we just convicting her? Yeah. Is she done? She's done. All right. Her goose is cooked. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to borrow this from judge John Hodgman. Miss Finch, you have been uh, convicted of a hate crime and criminal negligence in the case of Big Bird. And uh, this is the sound. I sentence you to being plucked and cooked in a stew of your own juices. Ooh. This is the sound of a gavel. Peace out, Miss Finch. Next case on the docket, please. Uh, Bailiff. What do we got? Uh, Miss Piggy for being abusive towards Kermit the Frog. 
Okay, so we're looking at a domestic abuse case. Yes. Uh, do you have any br- evidence to bring forward in this case? All of the times that she's yelled hi-ya and karate chopped Kermit and other Muppets across the stage, screaming in Kermit's face. Objection. Oh. Hearsay. <gasps> you were watching the Johnny Depp trial. Uh, sustained. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just watching every Law & Order ever. <laughs> My entire comic book that I wrote and drew and put out there, uh, like the framework for that was Law & Order. It had to be. Like, how can you do a like a, a any sort of like murderish mystery and, and not yep. take Law & Order into uh, consideration when you I do I think that? we all have. That's like the one show my mom would be like. A lot of Law & Order in my time. We all watched it with our parents, with our grandparents. Like, Law & Order's on. Let's watch someone get horribly murdered, raped, and then yeah, yeah. sit around with the family. Like, Ooh, what's Partners. next? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll get a really inaccurate uh, understanding of how courtrooms work and, and what you can say and when and, and how to win cases in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. going to sue you that it doesn't work like that here. The Constitution. We don't have the Constitution in Canada like that, you guys. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Got, got to know where you're at. And that ain't it. All right. So we've got some, uh, you know, okay. So you've pulled out a big screen now. This is very, these theatrics, I don't know. If this wasn't a Muppet court, I'm not sure that they would stand. But now we've got a giant. Yep. A giant big TV in the middle of the courtroom. Yep. Uh, the jury's all watching uh, Miss Piggy. Oh, it's just, it's disgusting. It's just scene after scene of her yes. hitting and flinging, flinging Kermit the Frog across the room. Uh, I have no choice but to uh, rule in favor of prosecution. Miss Piggy, uh, let's find out what is, we are not making light no. of. Uh, to be clear. Here. I need to make that absolutely clear. Um Having a little fun with Muppets, uh, it is a absolutely horrendous thing to do. Well, which is why Miss Piggy needs to be charged because, like, demonstrating that abuse can only go one way, absolutely not. Like, abuse is abuse is abuse, and the fact that Miss Piggy has normalized the treatment towards a spouse like that or a partner or a friend is horrible. That's a good point. You don't treat people like that ever, even if it's a Muppet. Um, yeah, I think in the show notes, we'll drop in some, uh, some, some resources for domestic violence and, uh, yeah. uh, Miss Piggy for your battering of these frog legs. Uh, I sentence you to 500 hours of community service and also, uh, five years in jail and, uh, you can only wear nylon from now on. This is the sound of a gavel. Oh, wow. Take that. I don't, I'd be a terrible fucking judge. All right, maybe we should uh, switch it up here. Uh, I am okay. going to bring uh, a case here before you, uh, your honor, Judge mm-hmm. Lexi. Gotcha. I, I should call you Judge Hunt. Yeah, Judge Lexi. I feel like it'd be a bit, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit casual to call you Judge Lexi. But then it's like I'm a TV judge. Oh, okay. Let's go. But yeah, let's do more TV judge then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to bring Gonzo up. Um, <gasps> Gonzo. Gonzo uh, has been committing bestiality for a very long time and it's, yeah. uh, it's time for him to answer for what he's done. <laughs> oh, Gonzo. In talking this over with my partner today, they asked why in a world of Muppets where everyone is sort of an animal or something else, would it be a problem for Gonzo to engage in the clear sexual relationship that he has had with many chickens? And that was a good question. But what I came to realize was that these chickens are not presented as sentient, uh, you know, like humanoid chickens like a lot of the other Muppet animals are. They are presented as livestock. Yeah. Yeah, they cluck, they buck. None of them talk. There's one, they, they're kind of like, buck, 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 yeah, yeah, like yeah. inflection. Camilla, if you'll remember, there's a little bit of inflection to, I think, take away some of that livestock feeling. But I mean, if we're going to split hairs here, I mean, yeah, they're still like, they're, they're clearly chickens. They're not like Muppet chickens. Yeah, yeah. They're very much not anthropomorphized like most oh. of the other animals. Um, and also, you know, Gonzo is not an animal. We are unsure what Gonzo is. There was uh, a movie about that. He's an yeah, alien. Yeah, it's suspected that he's an alien, but yeah. is he? I don't know. An alien coming here to 
take sexual advantage of animals is a little bit on the nose too. It's a little like, all right, we get it. So Gonzo for his years of bestiality, uh, he, he, he needs to, he needs to go down for this. Um, I just want to say before I do my ruling, it is weird when you think about it, that like I used to watch the Muppet show with my dad and we would laugh at Gonzo and it's kind of weird that we're sitting around laughing like, ha ha ha, Miss Piggy just hit Kermit. Ha 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 ha. Oh, Gonzo is chasing a chicken around saying, Camilla, my love, come here. Like, uh, uh. and we just were like, ha ha, the TV. So, boo, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in, in media that uh, is not absolutely awful and doesn't hold up very well. There's very few things I should say. Um, Muppets. Muppets straight up had just like tons of shitty racist character yes, Muppets when uh, when it was appropriate finger quotes appropriate for the show's story or whatever they were doing mm-hmm. like you know it was wrong then it's wrong now not understanding it was wrong isn't an excuse but yeah it's obviously that that tapers off as you get into new years to the point where from what I understand Disney has added a whole ton of like little warnings ahead of yeah the muppet show and and some of sesame street episodes being like this shit was whack and it's still whack we're not going to pull it down but you should know it's whack and if you're going to let your kid watch this you should probably talk to him about how fucked up this is so i guess that's something yeah it seems like an okay approach yeah i mean better than pretending it never happened because it did it did. It absolutely oh. did. Uh, Judge Lexi, what is the punishment for Gonzo uh, abusing livestock? Uh, we are going to find Gonzo guilty of his offenses and sentence him to a lifetime ban from all zoos, petting zoos, animal farms, etc., as well as some therapy, Mr. Gonzo. We need to get you into some counseling to figure out what the hell's going on. And in Canada, we do that sometimes as we sentence people to some mandated court therapy. Um, and I'm going to do that to Mr. Gonzo. No way can you go near any more chickens for the rest of your life, sir. Excellent. Uh, I guess I'll bring up my next case here. Mm-hmm. I am bringing up one animal. <gasps> Uh, on numerous counts of property damage and noise bylaw infractions throughout animals time as part of the what is that band called that he's part of the they definitely have a name it has a name yeah everyone in the band is is made up of something uh dr teeth and the electric mayhem thank you yes yeah yeah they're all based off of uh famous rockers oh yeah um yeah uh i don't know if i can prove my case um, I mean, if anyone has ever seen Animal before, I mean, yeah, yeah clearly, yes, yeah, they, guilty. Animals breaking stuff and making too He's much noise. Break. But he does feel sad about it sometimes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. <laughs> They're like, Animal, stop. And he's like, ah. Like, Mama. He, he, right? Like, he gets it. He, the Bohemian Rhapsody cover is one of the best yeah. things that ever gets done. I need to see a little bit more contemporary, like, the Muppets used to kind of be for adults, right? And so they've kind of been infantilized over yeah, yeah. the years. I want to see me some more Muppets. Some stuff. Some stuff. I feel like the Muppet show was never really for kids. I think that's one of those North American traps. We've descended from that. Right. But I'm saying I don't think it's for kids still. What? Like, I think you get a couple properties like Muppet Babies that are obviously for kids. But like the like prime Muppet show. There was the most recent Gonzo gonzo in the haunted hotel or whatever that was on disney plus this year i did not catch that movie don't i mean you know what you have kids sure watch it i tried to like the movies have always been more family fair but like not even like i mean maybe it's like full everybody viewing because you get into something like the muppet movie the one with uh, jason siegel yes um and that is like it's it can be watched by a kid but there's a lot of humor there that's that's well, uh, a little bit, and that's that's kind of the Muppet brand because if you think about like um the Great Muppet Caper or the Muppets Take Manhattan, there was a lot of like yeah 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 very adult content. Like, what was his name? Charles Groban. You know what I'm talking about? No, I only know Josh <gasps> Groban. Okay, Charles Groden. Groden, Charles Groden. I still don't know who the fuck we're talking about. Groden. <gasps> Charles Groden. He was on like a uh, Beethoven. <laughs> Okay, yes. Yes, I see his face. Yeah. Right? He was yes. uh, the dad in uh Beethoven movies. Yes. He was uh taking some sexual advantage of Miss Piggy there a few times trying to get her well, oh, Jesus. Up. 
He was, you'd say he was glazing her ham. <laughs> Trying to put a little applesauce on them chops. <laughs> Come on, we got to keep going. There's more. There's got to be more. All I can keep thinking is Baconator. <laughs> That's not even, I don't know. Uh, Jizzling a little maple syrup on her spam. Barbecue her haunches. Yeah, all right. Stuff an apple in her mouth. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, that's good. Uh, slow cooker her hawks, her pork hawks. Yeah. Spit roast. Okay, that we're just stopping there. Uh, <laughs> yes. No. Keep going. Don't stop. That was perfect. You ever been to a luau? Uh, poor Miss Piggy. Uh, um, but that like those movies had some like adult content yeah. to them, yeah. right? And we are a Muppet Court, otherwise we bring oh, okay. bringing up Mr. Groben, yes. Groden. Groden. Charges Mr. Groden has also passed away, so he cannot stay. Oh, rip or whatever. Yeah, rest in what did the kids say nowadays? Power. Yeah, rest, well, not for a white dude. No, he's Jesus. No, he's okay. Okay, I thought it was just Pan. Whatever. No. You know what? I've never seen anything less sincere than like rip on the passing of some person, like some sort of social media post about yeah. so-and-so has passed away. And then there's just like 20 like keyboard kids going like rip. Yeah. Just, just take a quiet moment. You don't need to say anything. It's okay. Don't need to type anything. Is this, is this what uh, obituaries have come to, huh? People being able to slap a rip up on your, your final memory. Just copy and paste it. Not even a type. All right, yeah, but no, Muppets have never just solely been for adults. Yeah, that's that's okay. It's been a little bit of everybody, so okay, that's fair. Yeah, um, and like the the more recent stuff that they did on YouTube specifically was really great, really funny, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how they got themselves back into uh, sort of the public forefront. They made a lot of really great clips yeah, there. Yeah, relevancy. Uh, so what's the uh, verdict here on, on Animal? Are we... Uh, his crimes, property damage is a, you know what? I honestly don't give a fuck about property damage. I care about people. So noise complaints, that's civic. That's not even a real law. That's that's bylaw. I'm going to say that, like, animal is guilty of those things. However, we're putting him on probation. Mm-hmm. Okay. No drums after 10 o'clock? No drums after 10 o'clock. We'll give him some headphones. We'll do some electric drums so he can still bang her out and be happy. And we'll, uh... We'll just have some conversations with them. Talk about, you know, not breaking shit all the time. Just some shit. What's up with the collar on his neck and the chain? Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like, did he escape from somewhere and he was a pet or? Yeah. And if so, like, are there mitigating circumstances here? He's got some trauma that he's dealt with. Maybe that's where like Bunsen and Beaker come in. Oh God. We'll get to Bunsen and Beaker. Right now we need to take yeah. a break. It is yeah. as close as halfway as we ever get. So uh, it's time for Who's That Pokemon? Who's that? i got one is it an actual pokemon it is not okay okay this pokemon is a large sort of almost silo like shape and then at the bottom of the silo are some large sort of ovals coming off the bottom uh (laughs) jesus yeah i just described a dick didn't i yes you did Uh, and yet it's a pro pro okay okay appropriate uh and then off the sides of this dick-like silhouette are uh, two sort of longish um, cylinders. Uh, and uh, it's all a little bit shaggy and mangy, this, <gasps> this silhouette. Is it Sweetums? It is Sweetums! Oh my god! You got it! <laughs> Who's that Pokemon? It's Sweetums! Sweetums is the most terrifying. I used to have nightmares about Sweetums. I fucking love Sweetums uh, so much. My mom, when we would watch the Muppet Show, if Sweetums was on, I'd scream and run, and she'd be and she would keep watching. <laughs> she'd be like, "He's off the screen," and then I'd run back in. Oh, Sweetums! I appreciate that because uh, there used to be this chain of restaurants in at least in Alberta. I don't know where else they were, but Bullwinkles. Yes, it was sort of like Chuck E. Cheese, but with Bullwinkles. Yeah. And every single one of these places had Snidely Whiplash inside of a cell at the front door, an animatronic. And it scared the shit out of me. I had to have my dad carry me into Bullwinkle's (laughs) with my eyes closed, with my head buried into his neck so that I didn't have to hear or see Snidely Whiplash because it scared the ever-loving fuck out of me. We weren't allowed to go to Bullwinkle's. What? Why? I don't know. I think when I was like 
10, my parents finally took us to Easy Street. And oh. they were like, they're, they're not, they're not allowed people, my parents. And so the whole, like, it was very loud and ah, kids are screaming, running around. We left quickly. Okay. And I was so sad because I was so excited to play the games. And nope, we yeah. just weren't allowed to go. I'm so sad about Bull it. Bullwinkles and Chuck E. Cheese's were yeah. very much a part of my upbringing, <sighs> my, my childhood. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Feel like i missed out terrifying as those animatronics may be i still think of them fondly and the shitty pizza yeah ski ball ski ball yeah ski ball i mean it was worth going for ski ball oh, yeah all of them had ski ball and whack-a-mole i only went to easy street once or twice and i'm not sure if that was even outside of calgary or if that was just a calgary it, thing. easy street i think was just a calgary thing because there was like two locations like one at sunridge one at eau claire yeah anyway was it at eau claire i thought it was at market mall for no, some oh is that eau claire wild that they'd have something that interesting at eau claire <laughs> As soon as it closed, everyone was like, Mech, now what? Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, Sweetums. It was Sweetums. Da, 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 da. And we're back. Um, I think uh, I think we should hit you for another two and then me for my final two. How's that sound? Okay. Who's next on the docket, baby? Uh, this is brought to us by John, who is accusing Fozzie Bear of public indecency. <laughs> I don't... Waka waka. I love this one because I already think that it's probably true and he's guilty. And I don't know why. I have this impression. I guess it's because he's wearing a necktie and a hat and yes. nothing else. But also I feel like I just get like really skeevy vibes off of Fozzie. Like he probably smells like urine. He has that Rodney danger field as like, ah, I'm going to tell like a weird uncle joke to you. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like that vaudevillian kind of comedic character. And that's exactly what John was like. He's wearing a hat, a collar and a tie, no pants. Like, what are we doing here? Hmm. So. Okay. Okay. So these are the charges you're bringing up. Um, I'm going to need some evidence here because as a judge, I have to appreciate the universe that we live in. In the Muppet universe, clothing is optional. It is not necessarily imply nakedness. Uh, but isn't that the weird thing? Kermit has nothing except a green collar. Sometimes. And then other times he's like wearing a full suit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So we have to live in the universe, the Muppet-verse, if you will. The Muppet <laughs> w- <laughs> movie universe, the MMU. The the Muppet multiverse? Yeah. I would love to see a Muppet episode or movie or whatever where all of a sudden they're like, oh, are we naked? And then just like working through it the rest of the movie. There's um, got to be. That right? sounds so familiar. There's got to be. Maybe there is. Yeah. Um, that makes me think of like the Happy Fun Time murders, that really kind of shitty <laughs> movie with what's yeah, her face. Um, oh. oh my God, we're so old. Who I like generally. She can be really great. Sookie from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Megan. Why can I not remember her name? It should be so easy. Because we're old. We're old and it's nighttime and our brains are like, we've, you've done you've done your thing for tonight. <laughs> we should start recording at like one in the afternoon on a Wednesday after we've had prune <laughs> juice. We've had our afternoon tea. It's supported by Melissa McCarthy. Boom. Melissa McCarthy. There we go. <sighs> So, yeah, there's that happy fun times thing which tries to take that sort of sleaziness of, yeah. of Muppets and play with it, but it doesn't do a very good job. My point is that we are here in this Muppet verse with this Muppet court, and I have to, as this Muppet judge that I am... Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I have to allow for the existence of clothing, no clothing, as a rule of this world. So we need to find some other evidence here to bring against Fozzie if we're going to convict him. Bad comedian? Yes. Poor taste? Definitely. Probably smells like urine and scotch? Absolutely. What are these crimes? So far, I'm not convinced. Oh my god. Fozzie's getting off! (laughs) Jesus. Oh, phrasing. Sorry. I mean, he's not going to be convicted. Everybody, calm down. (laughs) Just... Do you remember Conan, how Conan had Masturbating Bear, that character? Yes! But then when he left, the all the good characters stayed behind. There was also Triumph, and oh my gosh. Yeah, Triumph yeah, was garbage, bear. but Masturbating Bear was great. And that's, uh, yeah, he's getting off. And I just have Fozzie Bear just, just like furious fur flying. <laughs> if you'll allow the alliteration. Oh. That's our first t-shirt. It's a picture of like the back of like Fozzie 
with his like, <laughs> naked ass at us and you just see like his arm fur flapping around yeah, exactly oh just like those shaky lines oh. that you get in comics <laughs> and it just says furious fur flying uh uh yes um it's the the new fast and furious we have though. to we have to rule on on the facts and and the facts are that uh muppet clothing is not uh universal consistent uh this is my ruling and this is the sound of a gavel boo judge boo i'm sorry all right fine that's fine fozzy walks don't worry he'll hang himself oh no no on the stage went with his bad comedy oh. not actual thing like, that's, that's maybe too he far. Will. maybe he's into that autoerotic stuff god okay well then i probably already know what the answer for my next accusation is going to be <laughs> let's go with it anyhow i had way too much fun with fozzy ew oh <laughs> that'll be on the back of the t-shirt you know what? ben has fun with fozzy <laughs> he actually was my favorite when i was a kid i my, he my sister loved fozzy bear and so for her second birthday my mom dressed up as fozzy bear for her birthday and we have pictures of it and it is terrifying because it's not a good costume it's like one you bought from like the dollar store with a plastic fozzy mask oh my god i'd love to see it it's so scary if you can get this picture and permission from your sister to, to include it with the show i think that's our cover art for this episode oh it's so good i'm not sure if my sister loved it or was terrified but looking at the pictures i remember going what is that probably a mix of both <laughs> yay anyway okay uh, bailiff who's next on the docket we got to keep working through that's how our justice system uh, goes here i am going to accuse or bring forth the case of uncle deadly for being an evil terrifying mess i actually have to look up uncle deadly we're going to google oh yes uncle deadly um gets to play the role of uh oh, who's that character's name from um a christmas carol um the one who's ripping down sheets and was he wasn't in a Christmas Carol. He was on the um Oh, he's in a Christmas Carol, isn't he? No. Hmm hmm hmm. But I think he featured I think most of the characters feature at some point in one of the movies. He was in what he wasn't in the he was on the Muppet TV show, and then he was on the actual The Muppets movie, like the Jason Siegel one. But that's that's it. Hmm. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. He was like a weird, I kind of want to say like dragon demon prawn. Like he had a tail. Like, ugh. Definitely reminds me of a dragon. Ugh. I just. I'm going to have to go check this out, but I like, I feel almost positive he was in A Christmas Carol at some point. <sighs> I know there's that spider and the lady but i thought uncle deadly was one of the ones that like rips down the sheet and talks about no scrooge in the in the the ghost of the future there is the wee lady um the child's creepy doll and then there was the, was the giant ghost of christmas present and then when it's the ghost of christmas of things yet to come there isn't he's like the big no no there's no face yeah yeah there's no face and then there's like the creepy muppets yeah, like uh, Scrooge always sees that vision in the future of uh, that oh. group of people gathered that have stolen things from his place, but he doesn't know who they're talking about, and they're talking about reselling oh. that stuff. What's Uncle? I'm going to have to rewatch it. Positive Uncle Deadly's there, but I could be wrong. There's a spider. You know what? I could see that. Uh, Let's see. Appearances. That sounds very plausible. Oh, wait. Right. He's probably got an IMDb. What, <laughs> what does his CV say? I'm looking at it right now. Um Muppets take the bowl, so apparently he was on some type of Super Bowl or something or other. Oh, nice. Was in Muppets Haunted Mansion, most recently. Um, the Muppets show Muppets Most Wanted. Wow. Muppets take Manhattan, Muppet Movie. Not in Christmas Carol, hey? Not in Christmas Carol. But maybe wow. he was uncredited, you know? No, nah, they credit that guy. You know those those losers that do wikis. <laughs> they, they wouldn't miss a chance to include... <laughs> uncle deadly yeah. uh so uncle deadly creepy yes is that illegal i'm unsure we got to find some sort of charges that really need to stick against this person i know i mean that's not very kind of me to be like i find him creepy as shit arrest him well you know this isn't real law this is muppet <laughs> this law. is muppet law but okay so 
So we can decide if he needs to go to jail for being fucking creepy. In his latest movie appearance, or I guess the like the one that kind of revived him, he was the second in command to the evil Tex Richmond. So he was kind of like this. Isn't that a good one? The oh, movie. in the Muppet yeah. movie with Jason Segel. That's great. Yeah. Um. So he was kind of like the henchman's right hand man kind of thing. So he wasn't mm-hmm, a great mm-hmm. character. Was it illegal to make a poor choice in who your boss is? No. 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 People got to make a living. Is it illegal? No. And was it illegal for him to haunt my dreams as a child? I guess possibly, not. but still, it's unclear. It was really hard to sleep. This could be a precedent setting case. Well, then Sweetums is hooped because of Sweetums. Oh, we can't bring up Sweetums on anything. I love Sweetums. Sweetums. No. If I'm the Sweetums judge. ate bunnies and cute Muppets, Ben. There's a whole mm. skit of Sweetums just eating shit. Mm. And like, well, it was terrible. Okay. I'm going to find that clip and I'm going to oh. send it to you and it's awful. Sweetums. It's yummy, yummy time. But let me ask you this question, uh, Counselor Lexi. <laughs> Do you eat animals? You shut the hell up. <laughs> yes and i don't feel good about you it begrudge sweetums his muppet sustenance he's eating them live on stage in front of people for for shock value i would never do okay, that okay so he's a little aussie he's a little aussie i love sweetums um we're not here to talk about sweetums today uh objection this goes to relevance overruled let's get uh, back on track here is it illegal for Uncle Deadly to haunt the dreams of children. No, I have uh, I, I I have decided it is not. It is wow. a Muppet is designed and built for a purpose. And I would, I believe my interpretation of Muppet law here is that Uncle Deadly being designed and built for that purpose means that he cannot be brought up on charges for fulfilling his purpose. Ah. Uh, in the matter of the state versus Uncle Deadly for haunting the dreams of Lexi, uh, I rule in favor of the defendant. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge Boo! Fine. Contempt! Bailiff! <sighs> order, order. What else do I hear on law shows? I will clear the courtroom. Yeah, yeah, that too. That uh, but we can't. Next okay. on the docket. Okay. Uh, you're judge again. Yeah, I'm <laughs> judge. Okay, here we go. You're the judge again. So you can you can throw down on my on my cases here if you'd like to. Uh first up. Uh, or next up, I should say, we're well past first at this point. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> um, we're bringing up Dr. Bunsen Honeydew on multiple uh, occupational health and safety charges, violations, mm-hmm. uh, failing to provide a safe work environment uh, for his single employee, one Muppet Beaker. I appreciate that you have some strong feelings, Mr. Beaker. I will ask that you keep them to yourself and address the court through your lawyer. Oh, my God. I will hold you in contempt, sir. Hey, I'm the judge. You're the the lawyer. I would have kept going for a very long time. You could have seen where that drama goes. Does Beaker get thrown out of court for his inability to sit still and be quiet during the proceedings? But no, he would shrink down into his collar and just his little eyebrows would over top oh yeah you're right when i do my gavel sound he'd be all like <laughs> he'd be very scared of that yeah. because he has been traumatized oh very traumatized uh yeah judge i uh, there's just numerous amounts of evidence available oh, here of uh yes. dr bunsen honeydew's inability to provide uh the appropriate care and safety to uh, his employee uh in spite of many 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 violations and uh and and requests and uh, whatever else people do when you violate OHS, pay a fine, <laughs> many fines. Uh, pay a fine. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to go a little bit step further here. Okay. Uh, we're going to find the de- the uh, the accused guilty of OHS crimes, and uh, he's going to be paying a fine of two hundred thousand dollars. And how did you arrive at the? Two- we're going to chop off his hands. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know. We're chopping off hands. Get up here. Doesn't he do that to Beaker sometimes? Yeah, he's mean to Beaker. And so you know what? You're losing a hand, fella. So it's criminal negligence too. Yeah, it's criminal negligence. And also probably just actual assault. I think that there's some times that he was basically just torturing his wonderful little lab tech in front of all of us. And so I feel like 
Let's do some cruel and unusual punishment back on him. All right. I guess we're we're in the violence business in our Muppet court here. Uh, Popping right. off hands. I'll, I'll be the bailiff now, and I'm dragging uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew up to the front because apparently you've exchanged your gavel for a cleaver. Get up here. Oh, my. I think that's how Bunsen Honeydew's. Oh, 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 God. You can't see it, folks, but... Uh, she just cut off his Muppet hands, and there is cotton everywhere and uh, foam everywhere. Oh, yeah. He's uh, passed out. He seemed mostly okay, though. We'll stitch those hands on later. He's picked up the it's hands. Okay. Yeah, he's going to put them back it's on. Okay. All right, guilty. Guilty. Dr. Bunsen, how do you do? How did you arrive at the $200,000 figure for his fine? Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's how much I need to uh, pay some people some stuff. So uh, thanks, Bunsen. Okay. Apparently, Judge Lexi <laughs> has some outstanding gambling debts. We got to get settled. Watch out for Bobo the bear. He's going to come to collect. Bobo's always the muscle. Hey, man, don't mess with Sesame Street. That's uh, uh, crazy things happen. Hey, as as a, as a quick side note, have you seen the Saturday Night Live where they retell the story of Oscar the Grouch like the Joker? No. It is so good. I don't generally like SNL and I don't think I ever have, but that sounds great. It was brilliant. Like to the point that like, I was like, is this real? And John was like, no, it's, it's obviously a spoof. And I was like, but that's great. Did John get mad at you for asking if it was real when it clearly wasn't? Well, cause I just walked through and I was like, oh, that looks great. And he's like, it's clearly an SNL skit here, bud. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's so good. All right, Judge, if we could stop talking about TV for a moment, we have another case on the docket. Our final case of the the day. Uh, It's been a long, grueling, arduous day. Finally, uh, Muppet City PD has uh, brought in Oscar the Grouch. (gasps) No! Charged with uh, sheltering, public loitering, panhandling, public disorder. And those those are the crimes he brought him up on. I am legally obligated to try to pursue these charges as the district attorney for Muppet City. Is that what I call this place? Muppetville? I'm just going to let you keep going on this one, see where it takes us. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to have a little bit of a, like, you know, how in every episode of Law and Order, they always talk about the morality of the of the charges. Ah, yes. Um, and uh, these are all bullshit. Uh, these, are, these are charges meant to criminalize being uh, a person that's experiencing homelessness. And... Uh, they're wrong, but uh, like most of the DAs and ADAs in Law and Order, my hands are tied until until the laws change. I have to execute them as as brought. Uh, so yeah, here we are. We're gonna we're gonna bring up Oscar on these charges. I, I I can't, in good conscience, move forward with these charges. Oscar, you are cleared of all charges and free to go with the apologies of the courts. These laws are bullshit. <laughs> And you know if Oscar was there, he'd be like, well, why am I here in the first place? Thanks for getting me out of my can and bringing me all the way down here for nothing. Oh, gee. (laughs) This place is stinky. Just like my home in a can. Uh, His home is sort of a TARDIS. Do you remember that? No, it was like a metal garbage can. No, it's an actual garbage can. But I mean, uh, when he goes down the ladder in his garbage, it's a gigantic, enormous, like palatial uh yeah home underneath there uh sesame street being in new york it would probably be the highest dollar value home in the area (laughs) assuming he actually owns the land that he had excavated for his home which he probably doesn't it's probably a whole bunch of other charges is that what do you think he did he he got in he's a burrower like he got his garbage can and then like dug underground to make his home it's either that or it's literally a tardis where it's bigger on the inside yeah and he is okay. some sort of uh, space-time wizard then at that point <gasps> oh i hope it's that i like that one i mean there is the movie elmo in grouchland which mm-hmm. suggests that oscar isn't actually from new york like the other muppets and people that's fair so God, we've got a lot of Muppet lore to go through here. We've got a lot of Muppet lore we've made up here. <laughs> this is a whole bunch of new Muppet rules. Can this be like a comic series that we do? It's just going to be like Muppet Law and just like a serial of the different laws and law and orders. It should be a comic where we should just continue doing uh, Muppet episodes <laughs> yes. where it's law and order. We'll find more. If you have any more charges to bring against Muppets, this is my my absolute sincere solicitation for anyone listening to send us those uh 
those charges. We will we will take them seriously. We will bring them before the Muppet Court and the Muppet Judges, uh, which are human, weirdly enough. The Muppet Judges are not Muppets. We should make Muppet versions of ourselves. Oh my god, we should make yes. Muppet versions of ourselves right. puppets and then like do an actual like version of this that's just acted with puppets. Yeah, because you want to know why, Ben? Oh god, that seems like so much work, but also so much fun. No, everybody loves puppets. Everybody loves puppets. Everybody I bet loves there's puppets. a lot of people that will write in to tell us they do not love puppets at all. We had somebody tell us they hated puppets. Actually, <gasps> um, do we do we look at the DMs here? No, no, I know who it is. It's our it's our the next episode we're recording is uh, is going to be about the best holodeck episodes from Star Trek, and our guest will be uh, Steph Girk, and uh, they are the one that sent in their fear <gasps> of puppets. No, Steph. <laughs> So there are people terrified of puppets. I mean, it makes sense. Uncle Deadly terrified you. Sweetums terrified you. Can I just read out two of the DMs here to the account? Because I think they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us up. What What are these DMs in relation to? This one is from our dear, beloved producer, Jess. Beaker's voice is like an ice pick in my brain. And you know what? Me, 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 me. Sorry, Jess. Ugh. Yes, that is nails across the chalkboard. (laughs) I like it. I think it's funny. Um, Thanks to Supercuts for sending this one in. Gonzo, because of his weird soft dick nose. Thanks, Supercuts. (laughs) (laughs) So it always weirded me out that Gonzo had the same sort of nose as uh, Cyril Sneer and Cedric and that from... From uh, And also Bert, the raccoon from The Raccoons. Why? But his was like a saggy boob that had been like flopped around too much. Do you think that their noses were inspired by Gonzo? Because Muppets existed before the raccoons did. Well, raccoons came out in like the late 80s and Gonzo came out in like the mid 80s. Yeah, Muppets have been around since like the 60s. Was it the 60s? I thought, well, okay, yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. Totally right. I mean, am I right? Who knows? Well, but what was, like, do we talked about this? They were like aardvarks or something? Yeah, yeah. So like Cyril Sneer and his son Cedric are aardvarks, but Bert the raccoon also had the same nose. Like none of them make sense. Maybe it is a little bit of a Gonzo influence. Hmm. Could be. It's a cultural icon. Uh, I guess the Muppets were introduced in 1955. What? No. In the Sam and Friends uh, short television series. Really? That was developed by Jim Henson. How old was Jim Henson when he died? Though? Who's your favorite Muppet of all time while we're at it? Rolf. Rolf is a great fucking choice. I love Rolf. Yeah. I love Rolf. He was always my favorite. I had a lot of favorites, but Ernie was up there for me. I just loved his dumb laugh and how he always wanted to prank Bert. Mm. I, yeah, I can't really say that I really connected a whole whole lot with the Mm -hmm. individual Muppets from Sesame Street. There's a couple sketches from Sesame Street that I still think about to this day. Um, Two, if I, if I can be so bold, it's the one where there's like a whole bunch of Muppets working on a garden and I can still hear the song like. Cooperation. Makes it happen. Cooperation. Working together. Yes! So that one. And then the Rebel L. I remember the Rebel L. Which was the Billy Idol. Oh, shit. But it was like an L running in the night wearing like a leather jacket. Like that shit was hilarious. So I think about that a lot. I'm going to watch that. We need to link those show notes. So it's easy. Every Christmas, I watch... um, the Muppet Family Christmas. It's like my one Christmas show. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Is that the John Denver one? Uh, no, no, no. This is the one where they all go to Fozzie's grandma's farmhouse. And there's um, oh. Muppets, Sesame Street characters. The Fraggles are there. Oh. Like the whole kit and caboodle. Oh. And I just love it. And I always like when Rolf shows up and he plays the piano and it's out of tune. And he's like, I I love out of tune pianos. Oh, I love them, Rolf. Yeah. <laughs> He's great in the like first Muppet movie, whatever Muppet, whatever Take Manhattan, when yeah Kermit shows up at the bar, mm-hmm. starts talking to him about Miss Piggy, his woman troubles. I love when um, Muppets take Manhattan, or is it the Great Muppet Caper? I'm gonna have to go watch them again. But when they're all in the Murphy bed and it folds up, <laughs> it folds up. God, those movies are so good. I love Rizzo the Rat from Muppets oh, Take Manhattan. I love when Rizzo one. shows up and uh, that whole like diner that's being run by the rats. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> Muppets are awesome. And we haven't even talked about the incredible Muppets um, of Dark Crystal or oh, yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a whole yeah, other yeah. show that we got to talk about. Whole other thing. There. So many. So many other great places. Yoda. Oh, yeah. Yoda. But we'll put a pin in it. Yeah. 
there'll be more Muppet episodes. You can be sure. And they might all be uh, Law and Order themed. I think uh, I think that'd be fantastic, personally. Yeah. Just make an audio drama that's just Muppet Law. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please uh, give us a, a, a rating and review on Apple or wherever else you listen to pods. That would be super helpful in us getting the word out, letting people know about this dorky, wild ride that we call dork matters uh we love it we hope you enjoy it and thanks for listening we'll we'll catch y'all next time uh dork 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 thanks for listening to dork matters if you like the podcast subscribe give a rating and tell a friend about us if you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss tell us on our social media you can find us on instagram and twitter you can also check out our original art and other content from ben and myself We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song Dance off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksiga, the Bigani, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Metis Region 3. Dork Matters is a proud member of the Alberta Public Radio Podcast Network.